T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. You gotta fight! For your right. Molly and Hawk, Chicago Sports Radio 6-7 to score. Zach Zayman in for Molly today. Having a lot of fun talking about Super Bowl 57, 38 to 35. That's what you want in a Super Bowl. You want offense, you want scoring, you want drama, you want a little controversy. It wasn't much of that, but you want guys like Travis Kelsey celebrating post-game the way that he did. Although, let me get this out of the way before we get get to the before we get to the ranking of Patrick Mahomes and the greatness and all that. Hit me. Travis Kelsey is going to the Hall of Fame. I'm not going to have – we could spend the next two hours praising him. But one thing that I will criticize. Oh. Nobody doubted the Chiefs to the extent that he thinks they doubted the Chiefs. This is a team that really didn't come into the Super Bowl, I feel like, with a should have had a chip on its shoulder to the you know Kelsey talking about all oh, the haters and don't ever show us some respect and when we you, you speak our name come on man time out come on man Mahomes is known as the best quarterback in the league Kelsey's going to Canton already Andy Reid's being compared to the greatest minds ever there is no ounce of disrespect for the Kansas City Chiefs well, you're forgetting a lot there were a lot of people a lot of smart football people who said once they traded Tyreek Hill to Miami, well, there goes that team. There's no way they're going to be as explosive offensively after trading Tyreek Hill. What are they doing in Kansas City? It's Josh Allen's time. It's all Buffalo. <laughs> Buffalo's the team, right? That's what people said okay. at the beginning of the year, right? Okay, okay so may, hold on. May, hold on. That's, that's one. All right. Then they go to the playoffs, right, after – after an MVP season from Patrick Mahomes, they, they, they go to the playoffs. He tweaks, the quarterback tweaks the ankle against Jacksonville. Cincinnati comes to town. The idiot mayor in Cincinnati puts out that that video, right? Has he, has he been impeached yet? <laughs> it's, what are you thinking? I mean, what, right? what are you thinking? <laughs> Dumbest political move in that, in that city's history. It's got to be. So, mayor that, Jabroni. So, so you, you, that you, and whoever named it Pete Rose Way. I mean, come on. By the way, first job out of college, I was Pete Rose's update anchor. This you were in Vegas, right? In Vegas. I, how did I not know this? And and Pete, one of the smartest people. Okay. When it comes to baseball, you'll ever meet. I, I learned so much about the game of baseball during commercial breaks, though. There'd be a, a, a wad of, of cash, right? It was legal because we were in Vegas, uh-huh. racing sports book at uh-huh. the MGM Grand. And I, I would have to go 
during breaks and, and put some money down for Pete on different races happening across the country. So, and in Cincinnati, he's obviously a legend. He, and he still is the hit king, right? The hit king. I don't think he remembered my last name. He would always, he, he would always go, dag a dag. You know, that's, that's how he referred to me. You mean it's not genius? <laughs> so, wait, we digress. And. So- the point being that you think they were doubted to the extent that Travis Kelsey should complain about it? Even before kickoff. You uh, saw the Fox pregame show. Uh, all right. Every uh, single analyst on the Fox pregame show. Eagles. Eagles. When Eagles, I think about Eagles. teams that have been overlooked or disrespected, though, Zach, I don't think of the team that has Andy Reid as its coach and Patrick Mahomes as its quarterback. Every I team, just don't. Every team uses the us it, against the I world. I know. And when you, if you're watching, if you're sitting in the locker room before the game, getting ready because it takes forever. There's so many different things at a Super Bowl. It's not like I, getting ready for a normal I get game. It. And you see Eagles, 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 Eagles from all the analysts, including including Bradshaw going. You know, I, I mean, everyone else is picking the Eagles. I, I, I want to pit no Eagles. I, I, I get it. It just, to me, they are badly miscast as a David to the Eagles' Goliath. I, I don't think that it should have been as big of a chip as, as Travis Kelsey made it appear. Burrowhead? Okay. All right, all right. I, I mean, right. I, I get it. it. It's not, it's, Whatever. I mean, there's, there's greater disrespect out there, but there I, is greater disrespect I, I, out there. I understand how he got riled up. And by the way, 312 uh, Texter points out hey, Jerry Springer once was the mayor of Cincinnati. So <laughs> that might have been a bigger embarrassment. <laughs> I stand corrected. All right, before we get to the phone lines, 312 644 6767. Getting a little heat on the text line, too, as well. Why oh. are you guys already. Ranking Patrick Mahomes in terms of historical context, where he ranks, are you just trying to fill airtime? No, we're not. I think it's deserving. And I do want to go back. If it were 1989, if it were 1991, this early in Michael Jordan's career, weren't we already? Wasn't the NBA world, the sports world, already trying to put his achievements and career into some sort of context as one of the greatest ever? Because you know it when you see it. And with Patrick Mahomes, there is no doubt. He is one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. And already, I think you could say he's one of the top five quarterbacks in NFL history. I would say you start with Brady. Mm-hmm. You go to Montana. Not everyone goes with Montana, apparently. I would go Brady. Okay, this is just my list. Yes. Top of my head. Give it a little bit of thought during the break before I teased it. After I teased it. Got it. Brady. Brady, Montana, Manning. I think at that point you go Otto either. Graham. Well, Otto Graham is hard because it's not a modern era. I, I should probably restrict it. Super Bowl era? Yeah, probably Super Bowl okay. era. I, I think Johnny Unitas would be in there somewhere. Um, Aaron Rodgers, he's only won one Super Bowl, but I think you can't really. It's hard to keep him out of right now, top five. But I think that's where Mahomes has a chance of sneaking in, fourth or fifth. Elway? John Elway, terrific. That's another one. Elway could be arguably fourth. Mahomes is is fifth or sixth or seventh. This is a guy in five straight I'm seasons, with you. He's, a, he's, he's played in my in the top AFC five. Championship it, game. It's unbelievable. And Two he's Super changed Bowls. the game. He's 27 years old. Changed the game. He changed the game. That's the key, too. So I would think he was probably fifth in any objective list of mine. I understand if they're not on your list, but I do think that if you aren't 
taking into account how he has changed the game and just how special his talents are, I think you are underrating Patrick Mahomes. He could have been Chicago's. Yeah, that hurts a lot. It's going to hurt for years. But he is Kansas City's, and he's a special player, and he's one of the top five quarterbacks ever right now. It's the ability to win any way you need him to go out there and win a game. So early on in his career, he had Tyreek Hill. Doesn't have him anymore. The production level has not diminished. If you need him to win games exclusively from the pocket, he can do that. If you need him to win games with his legs, he can do that. If you need him to win games with the dynamic, special trickery plays, he can do that. There is no weakness, and, and I think there is no weakness. And, Bingo! And, and he can he can beat you with his legs just as well as he can beat you with his arm. Right. There, are, in his five years as a starter in the National Football League, you can make a case that the Chiefs begin the year as the preeminent favorite to win the Super Bowl until he's no longer a a member of the Chiefs. Yeah, Joe Burrow got a lot of attention saying, how long is your Super Bowl window open? He's like, as long as my career lasts. Patrick Mahomes doesn't have to say it because it's obvious. And that's not a knock at Joe Burrow, but I think Patrick Mahomes gets the nod here. He's got two titles in five years. He did it when he didn't have an offensive line. Yep, he's done it with an offensive. That, there's no weakness. That's a great point is why this year elevated him in, in the eyes of many, including myself. Tyreek Kill's gone. He's got a, a kind of a, a rebuilt offensive uh, receiving core. Mm-hmm. He's got different guys in and out of that huddle. This wasn't supposed to year that they win it all, and they did, and it's because of him. So it's, to me, Brady, Montana, Manning, Elway, Mahomes. Eli or Peyton? <laughs> That's a New York comment. No, That's I, the now, New York in you coming out. Now, the, the, thing, the thing that <laughs> I, I think is important to note, because th- this is where he's also changed the game from a business standpoint. If you are a team and you think you have a talented quarterback, like say you have a quarterback like Jalen Hurts, right? Just got you to a Super Bowl, was as dominant as could be in the NFC this past season. This would normally be the time still have a few years left, but this would normally be the time where you would extend that quarterback, right? This would normally be the time where Baltimore would extend someone as special as Lamar Jackson. They've not done that. Probably going to franchise him if they don't trade him. Unless you have someone who is really special, and I'm not talking about someone that you think can be, someone that is. Unless you believe you have someone like Mahomes and I don't think that, you know, Buffalo gave Josh Allen the extension. Mm-hmm. They don't regret that. No, but I, I, I'm sure there's a part of them now You're because tr- you have to build around. It's really. I think t- that's a real contrary uh, uh, point of view, Zach. I, I guess I am disagreeing with you. Uh, and, and, okay, contrary is the wrong word. It really it puts us in a conflict. If you look at Justin Herbert right now, because he's, okay. he's got everything that you want in a quarterback, right? right? But they don't have a complete team. Around. I know, I know, Zach. But here's what, here's my point. You're saying that, and I don't totally disagree with you. But you're saying, on one hand, the, the way the conventional wisdom in the NFL says, you need the special quarterback. You got to have that guy, or you're not getting to the Super Bowl. We we in Chicago understand that, right? So you're saying that is that true? Hold on. 
But you're it, it, it is true. Absolutely, it's true. Well, well no. I, so I, on the other hand, you're saying don't pay that guy. So I think that those two ideas are are in conflict with each other. I, I think what we're learning in the NFL, and we've seen it with with Philadelphia now twice in the last five years. Totally different teams, totally different quarterbacks. None that you would say are the best of the best, right? Right. Seeing it in San Francisco, I think that's and, – and I think what's happening is you're I, seeing it in Baltimore I now. don't know that this is the morning to make the argument that quarterback as passenger is the way to go. Well, I, I, I think it's going to be really hard to beat because the standard is what you have in Kansas City. Yeah. Right now, you can overcome the loss of a Tyreek Hill. Right. And some of the other guys that they've had to say goodbye to lately because he's that good. Okay, Trent can Dilfer. Buffalo, can, can Buffalo what are you do saying, it? Trent Dilfer? No, no, I'm just saying. I mean, are you saying that the I, quarterback is incidental? I, I, I'm saying it, it is in the NFC. <laughs> we'll find out. We will find out. I want to hear what you guys have to say. 312-644-6767. You've blown my mind now. I have to think about this a little bit closer, Zach. If you're Philadelphia this offseason, are you – and I, I know what Jeffrey Lurie said, their owner, said this past week about – He's getting paid. Let's Jalen see. Hurts is getting paid. Let's see. That's what we thought about Lamar Jackson. Let's Score see. listener lines powered by BetQL. Bet smarter, beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. Let's go to River North and talk to Theo. Theo, welcome to the Mullen Haw Show. Oh, good morning, fellas. I, I got a lot here, so let me fly through this. What, a, what an epic day yesterday. I awakened to a text from a good friend lives out in Vegas confirming that Aaron Rodgers has indeed purchased a new home out there. You can talk about that later. And, David, I totally agree. Chris Stapleton's anthem, hands down the best ever. I was not for one second worried he would hit those hard notes, and he absolutely owned it in genuine Chris Stapleton style. But, guys, and, David, you especially, we got to talk about the most epic, epic puppy bowl ever with Team Fluff winning a <laughs> thrilling 87-83 to overtime win over Team Ruff and taking home the coveted Lombardi Trophy. It involved... The first ever double touchdown hit Jimmy Kibble and Joe Furrow, and the game call with cameras below the water bowls was unbelievable. And, and Theo, how about Furiana? Like and- <laughs> the NFL's got their paws in this. I'm telling you, you learned they had all the big dogs playing the game, and they had all the little fluffy dogs doing the cheerleading. <laughs> they figured this out. Two more quick things. Greg okay. Olson, flat out excellent. This guy's always prepared, and I really appreciate his call. And my, my lasting memory, sadly, was right when the camera strikes zero, I see Matt Nagy's head running onto the field, and I look at my wife. I'm like, there's the final dagger. He leaves the Bears in the shambles, and he's got a ring the next year. But, guys, you're doing a great job covering this. Um, look forward to your comments. Thanks, Theo. Great phone call. Appreciate it. And, yes, you know what, Zach? Hey, five years after the Bears hired Matt Nagy as their head coach, <laughs> he won a Super Bowl. Just like he said. Did not exactly with the team that he thought, but are you happy for Matt Nagy? Did you have the same triggered reaction that most people in Chicago had, like Theo, when they showed Matt Nagy instantly after they were celebrating the Super Bowl? I just laugh at the silly people who were waiting for the clock to hit zero so they could tweet out, Matt Nagy, Super Bowl champion. (laughs) All right. Did you watch any of the Puppy Bowl? I did not watch the Puppy Bowl. Oh, we did watch a little bit of Puppy Bowl. I knew you would. My wife enjoys the Puppy Bowl every year. That's her her thing. 
Um, and if, when you have two dogs, you kind of like to see their reaction as you watch the puppy bowl. If you can, you know, were they watching with you? Well, it's hard to keep a golden retriever's attention span. He's got like a three second attention span, so not exactly, but maybe you know, it was a thought that counts. Let's check out. Bill is in Homer Glen. Bill, welcome, Molly and Ha. Morning, Dave. Morning, Zach. Uh, five uh, quarterbacks first. Go with uh, Brady or disingenuous Brady, Manning, uh, Marino, Rogers, Tarkenton. But uh, a quick question about the uh, disrespect to the Chiefs. Okay. David, who was your pick? <laughs> Touche. I picked the Eagles. I got You got me, Bill. But, Bill, I picked the Eagles. It wasn't because I didn't believe in the Chiefs. It was because I thought the Eagles were one of these teams, like Tom Thayer was saying. I was with Tom. Great team. Great defense. The the, the pass rush disappeared. I, the, Bill, does does picking against a team – inherently just disrespect them immediately? Uh, but, David, Kelsey specifically, I, I thought under his breath, Kelsey mentioned your name. <laughs> he did. He actually called David a jabroni. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Bill. Appreciate the phone call. Uh, he might have. And maybe, maybe picking against a team is, by definition, disrespecting them because you don't think they're good enough to win that game that day. Yes, that is the definition right. of disrespect. Right. You think someone else is better than that. <laughs> That no, but that's yeah, not but it, Zach. I'm not saying then that. You, then you would have picked the Chiefs to win. I can say that somebody you were is, saying that I Dallas say Goddard that and the Eagles are better. That's what you were saying. I'm saying that if one team is better than another team, based on my objective analysis of that sport and that game, that doesn't mean I respect one team and disrespect another. Unless I say they're terrible because they don't have any talent. And they are in over their heads, and they're going to be exposed. Now that is some negative commentary, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I I push back at this notion that because you pick against one team, you're saying that you disrespect them. I respected the Chiefs going in. I just thought the Eagles were a better team, and I was wrong. I was wrong. That's okay. Travis Kelsey let you know. So. I like his. I like the um, top five quarterbacks, though, because a name that we never hear. This must have been a Viking fan, because Fran Tarkenton has all of the numbers, has all of the stats, he has all of the history, and none of the rings. He's zero for four in the Super Bowls. But good old number ten. Four Super Bowls is a big deal. Again, we talk about Jim Mah- Kelly, right? We talk about Mahomes being a game changer. Yeah, I, I think. Tarkenton was a game changer to a certain degree because of the mobility that he brought to the position. And I, I think Jim Kelly with the K-Gun, that was game changing. Don't underestimate the K-Gun. Don't disrespect the K-Gun, Zach. Let's squeeze in. Chris, he has been on hold for a long time. Thanks for holding on there, Chris. You're down in Urbana. Welcome to Mullen Haw. Hey, guys. Um, I just wanted to point out, like, it was a great Super Bowl, great commercials, halftime show, good. Um, but my favorite thing is today there's an un- uh, article in The Onion that says that Chiefs winning two Super Bowls over the past couple of years has proved that anything is possible if you don't trade up to draft Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Chris. I have to check that one out. I think every Bears fan can uh, get a chuckle out of that, or will they bring them to tears? I said this earlier in the show, and, and it bears repeating. For years, growing up in Chicago, you were always told, well, Brock for Brolio is, is the worst. Oh, just don't bring up the memories. I, I think drafting Trubisky 
instead of Mahomes. Trading up, it wasn't just drafting Trubisky. I know. It's the fact that you were salivating. You were worried that if you don't trade up to number two overall, someone else may grab Mitch (laughs) Trubisky before you. Think about that. I know. And you didn't, and it's it, not just okay. it's not just passing on Mahomes. You passed on Watson too. So two of them, two quarterbacks, significantly better. I I'd like to say that we're gonna cheer you up by talking bulls, but that Ooh. won't cheer anybody up. But we will talk bulls. They had an interesting weekend. Casey Johnson had a terrific interview. He sat down one on one with Zach Levine, and we will talk to Casey next. It's Mully and Haw. Zach is in for Mully. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. I am definitely part head, part heart. Fly, Eagles, fly. 31-27. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And now, KC Johnson. Kobe White, pull up three over Karis LeVert and nails it. Insider for NBC Sports Chicago. Give it on, Covering everything from the dynasty to Derek to DeMar. KC Johnson. I've covered the NBA for a long time. With Mully and Haw. Moss. On 670 The Score. Welcome back. It's Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Zach Zaidman's in for Mully today. Time now to go out to our score hotline, and all guests appear on the score hotline. Brought to you by Circa Resort Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Our guy Casey Johnson joins us this morning. Good morning, Casey. How are you? What's going on, guys? How you doing? Doing well. Talking Super Bowl, but we wanted to take a break because there was a lot that went on over the weekend with the Bulls. They did not win. They lost again. 23 turnovers, season high against the Cavs. But before that game, you had a great sit-down with Zach Levine, a one-on-one. And number one, it was really great insight. You asked all the right questions as we communicated over the weekend. Secondly, I wanted to know from your perspective what stood out the most in that conversation. Um, just that Zach was uh, open and appreciative of the uh, the opportunity to get some stuff off his chest. I mean, I feel like Zach sometimes feels like this is my read, uh, but we talked about it, you know, before the tape recorder started rolling. I, I sometimes feel like Zach 
kind of has a bullseye on him. And, um, you know, he kind of my, – my question, and it was in the interview, was do you feel like you received the proper amount or an inordinate amount of blame for the team is? Because I, like, I feel like Zach is a very polarizing player still. I recognize um, he's had an inconsistent season. I recognize he's had some high-profile turnovers of late. Which I've, uh, which I also asked him about in the interview, but I, I do. I sometimes feel like you know, there, there's this perception like if you uh, from Bulls fans like get rid of Zach, get rid of Zach. It's like if you if you get rid of that guy, the first thing you're doing is trying to find a guy to replace him like that. I mean, he's a pretty sublime score. Um, so that that's what stood out to me was just uh, he was very ready for the uh, the sit down. <laughs> Anyone who's been listening to you or, or reading you knows that this team wasn't going to be broken up. So give me an idea of what the plan is here going forward with this group. Well, I mean, you heard it from Arturis himself. I mean, he's going to use these last, uh, the time, 28 games, now it's 26 games to evaluate. And certainly the attention, um, you know, around those of us who cover the beat is that Changes coming this offseason. I mean, it was pretty clear with him, you know, saying that they were in buy mode that he understands this roster is not working. Um, and so uh, it's going to need some uh, changes this offseason. You don't know Lonzo Ball's status, you know, moving forward, shockingly, for next season. You'd like to think he's back, but I mean, every time we say we think he's going to be back, he's not back. So, um, you know, the this is the the speculation from those of us who cover the team is that at some point, even though it wasn't signaled this way leading up to the deadline, he may have uh, our terrorists may have to recognize that the big three, if if it's not an outright uh, failure of an experiment, it certainly might have a ceiling, right? And so, you know, the biggest return you can get is to pivot off one of those three guys. It's not going to be Vucevic anymore because he's going to be an unrestricted free agent on July 1st, and our tourists, at least publicly, has said they want to re-sign him. So then your attention immediately goes to the other two guys, which are Zach and, and DeMar. Now, this is not anything we're reporting. This is just, you know, our tea leaf reading of the beat. So um, that's where my attention is going to be this offseason, um, you know, especially with DeMar being extension eligible. That adds another L, uh, layer to this equation. You don't have to extend him. He's signed through next season, but he is extension eligible. So, my, I think the general sense uh, around the beat is that, and this is certainly the way I read Arturis's press conference in Brooklyn, is that at some point this offseason you can expect some change. Talking with Casey Johnson, you can read his interview with Zach Levine at NBCSportsChicago.com. It was really worth your time. So, Casey, obviously over the weekend there's a lot of speculation about Russell Westbrook, who is going to be on the buyout market as it appears. And Woj on ESPN said that the Bulls would be the front runners for Russell Westbrook. We talked a little bit about this last week, but how do you feel about him being added to the mix? There's only 26 games left now. There will be even fewer when and if he joins the Bulls. To me, that would be a sign of desperation, just of you want to get a player that Billy Donovan knows and maybe bring some urgency to the equation that has been lacking. How would you assess the chances number one of Westbrook becoming a bull and secondly his impact 
I got no problem with it. I, you know, I know it's a polarizing topic as well because you know he's not who he was. But for that very reason that you just those very reasons you just detailed, he has a comfort level with the coaching staff. Um, we're talking what twenty two, twenty one games. I mean, it's pretty clear that Russell's going to take his time. And there is a scenario in which he either either just goes home and collects his paycheck while being employed by the Utah Jazz, or stays with the Utah Jazz. So that can't be ruled out. The Clippers obviously also are pretty well documented as being in pursuit. So let's say all those hurdles are cleared and he comes to Chicago. You're talking 20, 21, 22 games. I get it. He's He turns it over. He doesn't shoot the three-point shot well. It's not like he's going to be coming in and, like, you know, having the ball for 40 minutes. He's going to be a player on a team that, you know, Arturis himself on Thursday said that he's in on meetings with Billy trying to engage the players. I mean, you can't get a better engagement of players than that dude, man. That guy just plays at an incredibly high motor every time he's on the court. Um, by all accounts, he's a very, very good teammate. Um, so this is not, this is not, you know, some huge seismic move. This is a experiment to try to inject some energy over a 20-21, 22-game period and see where it goes. So I, I, I have no problem with it. Um, I know that some people do, and I recognize that his weaknesses don't solve the Bulls' strengths. Or, I'm sorry, his his weaknesses don't solve the Bulls' weaknesses. Um, but uh, I, I really think it would be fine uh, because it would be a limited role probably too. But it is funny that you're talking about bringing in a Bull-dominant player to a, a, a team where the, the core needs the ball in order to be successful. It, it doesn't quite mesh. Well, but but Zach, he, he's 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 also a point guard, right? So he's all, and also he he's uh, that's on the coaching staff to figure that out. And this team all season has screamed the need for somebody to you know to 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 run the offense and lead the offense. I, I, this is not a criticism I would assume. For two seasons now, he's been put in a role that, quite frankly, is above his pay grade. He's done it pretty well at times, but he he's not a starting point guard in the NBA. He's just not, and. Um, he may be a, a starter in some form, like a combo guard or something on the right team, but he's not a starting point guard. Um, so there's that. And, you know, Goran Dragic is probably the truest point guard on the roster. You've obviously been trying to limit his minutes all season. He's barely playing now. And when he, he did play in Cleveland, he played poorly and, and actually has not played very well over the last week to two weeks. So it's not like Russell's going to be out there running 40 minutes with like Zach Damar and, uh, Booch, you know, he's going to be, he's, I, and, and like I said, that's on the coaching staff to figure out his role. So I, I, I got no problem with it. And, and again, I get it. I understand people do have a problem with it, but I, I, I got no problem I with it. I can understand where you're coming from, Casey, because I, I find myself even evolving from last week's absolutely not to after watching this week into, well, you know what? They haven't been over 500 since November 7th. This is a colossal underachievement this season is becoming, and so you might want to take whatever steps necessary. And I also want to be consistent because they did stand pat at the trade deadline and were criticized for it, and we had AK on Friday morning, and I was surprised how much he embraced the status quo, and this would not be embracing the status quo. So I understand why they might be headed in that direction. Just curious, real quickly, KC, did did it surprise you? And What about AK's tone in either – in Brooklyn or on Friday morning on this station during this interview surprised you, if anything? 
Well, it's funny because I was actually in an airport as well on Friday listening to you guys uh, on the app. Shout out to the Odyssey app. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but I was just going to say, uh, like, uh, I, it's hard to judge that Friday one because it, I've been there when you're traveling, you're trying to do an interview. It's not, it's not, it's not a good setup. So he doesn't, he's not a big public speaker, number one. And then you add in the airport element. I didn't think the Friday interview was that great. I thought he was fine with us. I, I know fans ring or what he was saying, but he was in a good mood. He was cordial. He was professional. And, you know, I, I know fans, again, didn't like are angry, but like he said, we're not going to embrace mediocrity here. He said we were very active. We were trying to make a deal. It's like, you know, I understand fans want to move, but do you want them to make a bad trade just to appease like an angry fan base? What We don't know what trades were presented to them. I, I was told that, you know, most of them were not favorable. So uh, either undervaluing or taking on bad money. So, um I don't know. That that's kind of where I was at. I, I I had no problem with how he was on Thursday night. I thought Friday was a little little rushed given the travel circumstances. You make a great point there uh, about what didn't materialize and, and why. Can, can you get a little bit more specific based on your reporting? Because I I think that's why fans are so angry. It's because there hasn't been a a real name or reason attached to why or why not that person didn't end up here. Well, here's where the reporting starts. They're not moving off their big three right now. That was made clear to to basically every conversation I had with another team. So there's that. Then you got Caruso. Teams did call on Caruso. The Bulls value Caruso highly. There wasn't enough value offered to him. So there's four players right there. Let's start there. Mm-hmm. If you're in the buy mode, what are you trying to buy with? You're trying to buy with parts then. I mean, they don't have a lot of mid-price salaries, you know. They've got either big salaries in the big three or minimum salaries. Nobody's taking Tony Bradley. So the market is limited right there. Um, You know, I have to believe they had some preliminary conversations, um, you know, people calling, hey, are the big three available? No, they're not. We're not. We're going to see how this goes the rest of the season. That was my reporting throughout. So let's start there. Then, you know, if there was any hypothetical conversations on the big three, you're, you're, you're taking on a bad contract. That's just the bottom line right there. I mean, you know, to, to get off one of those guys. Um, so I, I don't have, like, specific names, but that's the general tenor of the conversation, and that was reflected in my reporting. Great reporting, KC. Great stuff over the weekend with Zach. Keep up the great work and appreciate you taking time this morning. Thanks, guys. Good talking to you. Thank you. Casey Johnson from NBCSportsChicago.com covers the beat like nobody else. Bulls disappointing. They're back in action tonight. Home game. Uh, and, and I think that they have an opportunity to um, get back on track and maybe change the narrative a little bit. And maybe they will bring in Russell Westbrook at some point. We'll continue to discuss those possibilities. But when we come back, back to the Super Bowl, we'll check in with somebody who was there covering the Kansas City Chiefs. It's Mully and Haw with Zach in for Mully, Chicago Sports Radio, 6-7 to score. I mean, it's just it's so much it's so much hard work. Um, I appreciate it more now. It still hasn't even sat in, man. It was a heck of a game against a great football team, and our guys fought to the very end, and we, and we came out victorious, man. It's amazing. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 6-7 to the score. Zach Zaidman's in for Mully today. That was, yes, the familiar voice of Patrick Mahomes, the best quarterback in the National Football League, now a Super Bowl champ for the second time. He was Arizona in Arizona last night, so was our next guest. And all guests appear on the Score Hotline, brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book, and that's where we find Alex Gold from 610 Sports 
in Kansas City, the host of Cody and Gold and that betting show. Good morning, Alex. How you doing? Hey, good morning. We're doing great. We're doing great. Kind of uh, crazy times, but obviously just in, in enjoying what is another Super Bowl for Patrick Mahomes for Kansas City. Everybody's planning the parade for Wednesday. So these are these are fun days. These are certainly fun days in KC. So, Alex, regardless, whatever your vantage point was postgame, on the field, in the locker room, maybe a little bit of both, maybe a postgame party, take us to the most memorable spot and what you'll recall most about that experience. Sure. You know, look, I think what, what stood out was something I talked to, to you guys with a, a week ago, uh, which was about how is this offensive line, right, going to hold up against that defensive front for Philadelphia. And I think I specifically mentioned a guy's name, Orlando Brown Jr. That was the chief starting left tackle. And yesterday, uh, as soon as he made his way to the, the locker room and then to the post-game media area, uh, he made sure everybody knew very quickly. He said zero bleeping sacks. Uh, or zero sacks, print a bleeping T-shirt. Uh, this is someone that uh, that is hoping to get a huge payday in this offseason, and it's somebody that was tagged by the Chiefs organization. They were not willing to pay him then. We'll see if they're willing to pay him now, or somebody else certainly will. They didn't give up a single sack in the game. That's going to be a moment that certainly stands out, because this was a player that was heavily criticized by fans and, and the media, uh, and, and he went out and had the best game of his Chiefs career. All right, help me understand why Travis Kelsey feels like the whole world was against Kansas City. Yeah, so I obviously saw and heard the heard the comment from him. I think if you do look uh, throughout this past week, it did seem like a majority of people uh, were were betting and picking uh, the Philadelphia Eagles to win this football game because of that defensive front, because of Mahomes' ankle, uh, looking at Jalen Hurts and and how they would be able to hold up against his running ability. So I think you know we know athletes find any way to motivate themselves, um, but also guys, I mean, it's not even just entirely this week go back to the offseason there were a lot of people that weren't picking them uh to win the division because the broncos traded for russell wilson because the chargers went out and got jc jackson and and the chiefs are going to take a massive step back because they traded tyreek hill i think a lot of that contributed probably to that moment last night from travis kelsey talking with alex gold from 610 sports in kansas city he was covering the super bowl last night in glendale arizona so alex when you think about what's ahead for the Chiefs, obviously you win two Super Bowls in four years. The dynasty word is going to come out. Patrick Mahomes said they're not done yet. How realistic is it the fact – is there a chance of, of repeating next year? Right, you know, so I, I probably won't be the, the, the favorite in KC today when I tell people they're not a dynasty yet. There's a lot of people already think they're a dynasty. I don't believe they're a dynasty yet. To me, they got to get to a third Super Bowl ring at some point in the next two years for that to actually happen. But it doesn't mean you, you can't step back and appreciate what is clearly going to be the team of the decade. That's the Kansas City Chiefs. And they are well-positioned going forward, guys. Because of the Tyreek Hill trade, they were able to, to not have to go and pay a wide receiver $30 million a year. They were able to go out and draft a couple of rookies. Their general manager, Brett Veach, continues to nail on these picks. And they've had about 10 rookies playing last night that all contributed <clears throat> excuse me, in, in, in a big way. And, and so they're well-positioned, middle-of-the-pack cap-wise. they got 11 draft picks. Obviously, when you have Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback and Andy Reid as your head coach, you're, you're, you're always going to be in the mix. And Chris Jones will be the biggest uh, question mark, along with Orlando Brown Jr., in terms of contract situations in the offseason. Can they uh, pay Chris Jones the, what is likely going to be uh, you know, a four-year, $140 million type of contract? Is that, is that a number they're willing to get to? Um, Orlando Brown Jr., as I mentioned, left tackle for, for Kansas City. Are they going to tag him again? Are they going to trade him? Are they going to give him the type of money which is you know top three left tackle money? But they have so many rookies that have contributed 
uh, that they're really well positioned again. And I think going to next season, uh, they, they will be either the favorite or the second most likely favorite to, to win the Super Bowl. I think the odds are already out and already show that. What did you think of the James Bradbury defensive holding penalty? Right. So I watched it live and I, we, we both kind of, my, my coach and I kind of looked at each other for a little bit uh, and, and were initially surprised. But then if you go back and you watch the replay, it's clearly a hold and both players acknowledged it. Like to me, that, that kind of ended it for me. You know, I mean, uh, when you have James Bradbury himself saying he tugged on the jersey of Juju Smith-Schuster, um, then, then to me, some of the, the bait at least a little bit ends. Uh, and if, if we're looking at the officiating, uh, I could have told you guys a week ago as well that Carl Sheffers, because Chiefs fans really weren't a huge favorite uh, or fan favorite uh, referee by any means, and this is a guy that uh, uh, Chiefs fans were concerned was going to cost them a game. And so Chiefs fans probably would have told you last week there where this guy would make a call that would potentially decide the game. I don't know how he was the official uh, for this game. How- Lose Alex there? Lose Alex celebrating uh, from – Maybe he's ran out of phone batteries. He's been a busy guy. <laughs> I wanted to ask him, did you see the little thing he snuck in, um, the the reporting from Kansas City? Chad Henney called it a career, yeah. I believe, yeah. post-game. The backup quarterback who was pressed into action uh, when Patrick Mahomes went down the first time. Against he, Jacksonville, yeah. He also led that 98-yard touchdown drive. Mm-hmm. You going to miss Chad Henney? That's a great job, by the way. That is now open in the National Football League. Chad Henney, the backup to Patrick Mahomes. Everybody wants that role, correct? And is Alex back with us? Alex. Yeah, sorry, guys. Chad Henney, before we let you go quickly, Chad Henney called it a career last night? He did, yeah. He put it on his Instagram. There's some rumblings uh, before the the game the last couple weeks that perhaps he he would. And this team doesn't win these rings without him. As weird as that sounds, obviously Patrick Mahomes is the starting quarterback. But go back to 2019 and – he had to come in uh, in a game against Cleveland in the postseason, ended up converting a key fourth and one for them in that game. Then he leads a touchdown drive this year against the Jacksonville Jaguars in, in the uh, divisional round uh, to keep their season alive. So uh, he, he's been a fan favorite for, ever since that 2019 season. Uh, and everybody here to say, you know, it, it, anything is possible, any given Sunday, all that kind of stuff <laughs> exists here uh, in, in Kansas City. I love that T-shirt. That would be great. Maybe Orlando Brown will run of those around. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. Alex, for all your work. You did yeah. a great job helping us out. Thanks, guys. Alex Gold from 610 Sports in Kansas City. So Orlando Brown didn't wear a, a shirt yesterday into the locker room after the game that said Orlando Magic. <laughs> you know what? He can wear whatever he wants next year if he's coming to Chicago. He'd look good in a Bears uniform, wouldn't he? Wouldn't he look good in that offensive line on you the left the side? You think the Bears need a left tackle? Yes, they do. And... He's going to be out there potentially. They're going to probably franchise tag him again, don't you think? He, they did this year. They probably will again. If they go to the open market, they're going to pay a lot that they can't afford necessarily. I do Again, like I said earlier, this is a good draft for offensive linemen. That's one of the positions where there is going to be a lot of good but players. But if you could get a guy like that with his pedigree and you know you have the money to spend, I would prefer to buy my left tackle ready to go, plug and play. So you don't like Braxton Jones? I do, but I don't know that I like him uh, uh, 16 games on a team that you want to go back to the playoffs. Uh, You're not going to really debate me on Braxton Jones versus Orlando Brown, are you? I I just think there's so many needs the Bears have that I I don't know if Orlando Brown is where I want to spend my money. Oh, we can debate that, but we're going to talk next to Stacey Dales. She was also in Glendale. She also did a terrific job 
for the NFL Network. And we'll talk to her next. It's Molly and Haw. Zach is in for Molly. Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLV.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.